Good evening and welcome to tonight's wine tasting. Now, each of you has been presented with a number of glasses. We've, we've labelled them by letter rather than uh, letting you know anything too much about the wine. <laughs> just so we can just learn to, to taste and get all the subtle notes as we progress through trying all of the wines. Now, first things first, I want you to roll the drink around the glass and just take a deep inhale. That's right, through your nose. Now, can anybody tell me what what they're getting there? Oh, I'm I'm getting notes of um things we've played this week. Yes, absolutely, that's quite right. Anybody else? Um, um, I'm getting things we've watched this week. That's very good. Uh, now, there's one more. Does anyone else have that? Is is it things we've uh, li- listened to? That's correct. Well done. <sighs> Okay, and now we will take our first taste. Now remember to swish it around the whole of your palate and then spit. Do we have to? No, no, you don't, you don't. (laughs) I'm not going to. (laughs) I just make the noise so people think I have. (laughs) Okay, now rotate and inhale and into the mouth, roll it around the palate and spit or swallow depending on your inclination. Oh, oh, I'm getting, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, skits and silly voices with maybe a dash of mahogany. Yes, that's it. Now, apart from the chocolate, which is very obvious for everyone, can anybody else tell me what they're getting here? Um, a bit of queer trans ladies. That's it, that's correct. Now, if you'd like to to reveal... The Wine A was, in fact, a 2018 Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Oh, what a good vintage. Greetings, strangers, Queer and Pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch-up and... Just chat about what we've been doing media consumption-wise in our weeks. Because sometimes we separately consume bits of media. And sometimes we consume them together, but but need to talk about them. Mm -hmm. How how are you doing? Pat my belly, I am stuffed. As am I. Many food was consumed. I I was talking mostly about the the media we have consumed. Oh, I just had a a big dinner. Let's talk about that media... (laughs) Let's talk about that media we've consumed then. Your metaphor, fuck off. (laughs) Tell me me about some things we've played this week. What have you played this week? We played a thing together. Yeah. Board game, board game. Yeah. Should we? Should we? Should we talk about that new board game we played? Yeah. I've I've been feeling for a heavier game. Yeah. A heavier game, and this is certainly a heavier game. There's there's a lot. Happening in this one, a lot of ifs, ands, and buts in this yes. in this manual. Uh, it's what what is it called? Because I can never remember the first name of the word of this. It's Brass Birmingham. Brass Birmingham. I always remember it's something Birmingham, and I keep being like, is it concrete Birmingham? Is it uh, steel Birmingham? It's is it some... manufactured goods Birmingham. What? What? You mean boxes Birmingham? <laughs> manufactured. They're manufactured goods. Uh, yes. Yeah, so what is the basis of this game? Uh, this is a redesign of a a a very old, well, an early two thousands game called Brass. Hmm. Uh, basically, it was a big heavyweight game with not particularly attractive art, and it dragged on for ages, and it was kind of a miserable experience for all. 
Yeah. They have revamped that as well. It's called Brass Lancashire, and you can still buy it with all <laughs> the new whizzy bits and streamlining. Brass Birmingham is... Do you want a slightly more fun experience? Like, refining... Like, so, this something, exists, but this is Something that just refined. moves at a slightly better pace. Moves at a better pace is, like, just a more refined experience... Uh, and still has like lots of replayability because there's lots of ways you can switch it up. It is a game for two to four players, and you are uh, industrialists mm. from the uh, I think it's 1770 to 1870. Yeah. You've got a chunk of the UK on a map connected You've got the by country. yeah, connected by uh, trains and/or canals, and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And you've got to use cards in your hand to build things in places and use up their resources so that you can get the rewards from them and connect them to other places so that you can reach sell other rewards and sell goods. Like, you have to be connected to somewhere that will buy a thing before you can sell it. And and where yeah. buy things can rotate each game because that is yeah. randomly drawn and assigned. Um, yeah, so it's sort of about, like, what resources do I want that will get me things like... Um, free money at the start of every turn or what things will get me victory points or what things will get me uh, resources that I can use later in the game to power the other things I have to build. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of interesting though in that you ca you don't necessarily have to have produced the resources you want to use. Mm -hmm. You can sometimes use other people's resources. Yep. If or... there is coal you have to get it from the nearest place that it is being used. Yeah, which... You know, you would you would think like, wait, why would it be a good, uh, you know, a good thing for someone if you use their coal? Well, that gets them closer to flipping that card over because they've sold all their coal and ha, now they get their bonuses. Now they get a massive income See, and bonus yeah. points at the end of the round. So you've got to make that distinction of I really need some coal right now, and if I get some, it's gonna help the other player, but it will also help me because I'll be able to build the thing I'm trying to build. Or do I want to build my own coal mine nearby? Yes. So that I, on my next turn I can do that thing, but I, I get to use my yeah. own coal. <laughs> ah, twiddles moustache. Yeah, it's a lot of, do I use the resource that is on the table, or do I go out of my way to spend time building that resource myself so that I don't help them when I use it? Don't help them or don't have to buy it from the coal or iron mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you have iron, which you can take anywhere, because iron is historically used in smaller quantities, so you can just take it by cart. Indeed. It's it's a really interesting game. Um, I, I think the thing that I find most interesting about it is the, the split in eras that yes. goes on midway through. So, like, generally, it's you've got a hand of eight cards. Every action, you use up a card. It moves pretty quickly. It's usually... I play a Birmingham card and I'm going to build something in Birmingham, or I play an iron card so I can build an iron mine somewhere. Um, in the first half, you can only build along canal routes. Um, and then halfway through the game, they basically go, canals are obsolete. You can do trains now, but all of your canal routes are gone, and any level one um, buildings you had... Also obsolete. Also obsolete. Times have moved forward. Mm -hmm. Um... You better have level two or higher stuff. Go. Otherwise you'll be literally starting the whole game from scratch. <laughs> not, not entirely. You might have built up your salary. You might have earned some victory points. There but is that, like, I suppose. It, it definitely feels beneficial to start that second half of the game with some level two stuff that like... Oh. You start with some stuff on the table is really helpful. It's a bit of a foothold in a yeah. few places. It, it's been the main thing I've been trying to prioritise in the first half is just get something that will stick around. Well, you won both games, so you've, you've, you've clearly got that down. Yeah, I've, I, I got a bit closer on the second you, one. You did pretty well that second game. Yeah, yeah. it was only like ten away or something like that. Yeah, it's 
it's it's got feel it, it feels in some places a bit like something like Ticket to Ride, um, in that sort of uh connecting routes up. But if other people's train routes in Ticket to Ride were also useful for you. Mm. Because like you can I I might be able to sell at um I don't know, Oxford. Um, because like I built most of the way there and then maybe Jane has built like the last bit of train. I can use that to sell things at Oxford. It's on the network. It's on the network. But you also have your network, which is like, oh, I can build something there because I've built something next to it and I've connected to I've it. I've built a canal to this thing, therefore I can build there. Yeah. Or I have a card that matches that thing, so I can build there. Yeah. It's it's really it's a really interesting game. Once you get your head around the many things you can be doing in a turn. Yeah, it's it's deep and dense. Yeah. But once like once you get those rules down, that game moves quickly. It, well, it moves quickly until you get to the final <laughs> the final few cards before either the end of the game or before the era shifts, when suddenly everyone slows down and spends like ten minutes per choice it's being real like real cerebral. Yeah, it's like I have like I have like six actions left before it. Either a bunch of my stuff's gonna go, or I'm gonna have to start again. All the game's gonna be over. How the fuck do I maximize my remaining cards? Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real fast paced until it suddenly isn't. Yeah, and and maybe that's maybe that's our problem. Maybe I should be slowing down a bit and thinking more. But like, I feel like I'm generally getting where I'm going with it. Yeah. And I'm, I I have sort of worked out how I've done some things wrong in the past. Like that second game, I was like. Okay, I'm not happy with the cards I've got. I'm immediately going to get like um, two wild cards for these yeah. cards so that I can go rather than going, oh, I'll just, I'll just hang on to these for a little bit longer and, and, yeah. and maybe I'll if, get what I want. If things are going badly, go fuck it and find a better, find a different solution. Don't get s- a loan, get new cards, don't yeah. fuck about waiting. Exactly. It, it's, it's only going to hurt you to waste time. Yeah. It's a really fun little game. We played, yeah, we two... played two games and it's yeah. like one to two hours, so Yeah, it's the time went quickly though. Yeah. It, it it went past fast. Yeah, it was just that initial like cuz I'd watched like four different rule um rules videos and a playthrough. Mm. I definitely think the playthrough got the most out of it for me, but like the the rules one I showed you was like the one that had been m- most useful to me. I think that was the watch it played one. Yes, yes. Um yeah. That was a half-hour video explaining the rules. I I would be fascinated to see how Brass Birmingham plays with um, more people, because oh. I imagine it could get pretty cutthroat pretty fast. Um, there is definitely room in this for... Oh, fucking hell, I've just built a road there and you've already gone and stolen the thing I was going for. Yep. There's, there's a lot of that, like, oh, someone built a road there. I guess I'll build something there. Well, the, the thing is, while there is... Um... Once you you start to get to like three and four players, you yeah. add like whole new sections of the country because there yeah. are, there are, there are towns that just do not get touched. Yes. Um, well, like they're not in the deck. Yeah. You can still build in that direction, but it's going to be like more of a hassle. Yeah. Um. So it's fine if you want it, and there's no routes to sell anything from that direction. But mm. as like more things open up, there's like other bits on the board where they're like you can you can put this over here now as well. <laughs> Um, and then with four cards, obviously the whole maps open up. You've got like a ton of extra cards. When you play three and four player as well, there are like um, you can build both a cotton mill and a uh, manufactured goods with these cards. Oh goodness! Or, or either or rather. Yeah. Um, which is brilliant to have in your hand. Yeah. Because the number of times I've just gone, I've got some okayish towns or cities. 
and I've got eh, some pretty meh manufacturing things. Yeah. Do I hang on to them? No, I don't. <laughs> but like the going, oh, I've got this thing that does two things. Yeah. That gives me a lot more fucking options. Ah. Uh, so yeah, Brass Birmingham, fun game. Really good game. Yeah. I very much like it. That one gets a thumbs up. Heck. On our non-existent rating system. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, I played a bunch of indie games from that Nintendo Indie Direct last week. How are they? Uh, I've, I've started playing several of them. Uh, shall I just rattle through those in a big, yeah, big chunk? Because i played a lot of things. Okay. Um, I started playing Spiritfarer, which is a game I've had my eyes on for a while. It is a side-scrolling, very beautifully animated game where you play as someone who was basically taken over from death and your goal is to find spirits out on the ocean and befriend them and help them deal with whatever their unfinished business is so that you can sort of, when they're ready, take them over to the other side. And it's a, a bit of a mashup of genres. It's um, partially a resource-gathering, crafting kind of game. It's partially a base-building game where you're trying to, like, build various rooms on your boat to house all the various spirits and trying to make the rooms as hospitable to them as possible mm. and as sort of friendship meters you need to be managing. It's it's a little bit like a like a Harvest Moon or a Stardew Valley or something in that uh, category in that you're sort of doing a lot of collecting resources, turning them into other things, checking on how all the people are doing, collecting resources, turning them into things, checking how the people are doing. And does it have the... Oh, what's the game with the Hell Hotel? Where you've got like oh. different people's neighbours and they'll interact with each other? Um it I've not encountered a lot of that yet, but I've encountered things like, um, if you've got a spirit who's getting quite old, you might have to move their house down to the oh. down to the ground floor because they can't climb up the ladders anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's things like that where you've got to like be aware of their current needs and reshuffle things around oh. to sort of account for what they what they need to be happy. Yeah. Um, it's really lovely. Um, it's it's definitely not a game to rush through. It it's the kind of game that definitely wants you to sort of take your time and work your way through it gently. Um, a lot of it is you've got a big ocean map. Go explore, see what you can find. Maybe you'll find a person. Do you have the things you need to get them to join your ship? Who knows? Um, you unlock new abilities as you go that will help you progress. So, like, maybe you can get to a new part of an island you couldn't get to before. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, gradually backtracking over time and finding new routes to places. But mm-hmm. it's generally a crafting and resource management game about looking after people and making people happy and until it's their time to move on. And it's very... Um, I've only had a couple of spirits move on so far, mm-hmm. and... Every time it happened, it was real sweet, and I teared up. It was it. It does a very good job of being like, "Hey, we're gonna make you, we're gonna make you feel about this character, so that when it's their time to go, you're gonna you're gonna have some feelings." You do. It's a feelings doing game. But then at other points, it's just I'm gonna do some fishing off my boat while it sails and pet a cat, and every NPC has a dedicated hug button. Is is a very sweet game. Also, um, you, did you find out if they had any ties to Battleship Brigade? Uh, not that I could find. Maybe there are, but uh, that I haven't noticed. But it looks and feels very Battleship Brigade. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it at the very least, accidentally has big Battleship Brigade energy. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I want to put a lot more time into it because apparently it's like 30 or 40 hours long oh, wow. and I feel like there is a lot of it I have not seen and I don't want to rush it. It's not a game I want to try and like power through for a deadline. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to take my time with it and come back to it every now and then and see how we're doing. Um, I also played the opening uh, hour, maybe hour and a half of Takeshi and Hiroshi, which oh. is that game that I talked about, about an older brother trying to develop a game for his younger brother as a bonding experience. You didn't tell me about the adorable stop-motion cutscenes. Oh, yeah. The sort of, like, stop-motion animated, almost like uh, little plastic toys of people. But they're actually 3D models, aren't they? Yeah, but they they very much have the I'm playing with some toys look to them. It's adorable, right? Yeah. Um, I I can tell... This early, I, I think the game's only like three, four hours long. So like, I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm pr- maybe halfway through. Um, yeah, I can tell it's gonna have some feelings and emotions happening because like very early on they start going like, "Hey, your brother's had to go back into the hospital. Um, he had a real real bad asthma attack." Oh no. Um, but yeah, the 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 whole gist of this game is. You are trying to decide what levels of creatures to th- to put into levels that your brother is playing because he's not very good at video games and you've got to try and balance the kind of challenge that will get his health quite low so he's like, oh, will I get through, will I get through, but that are just completable. Uh-huh. Um, trying to trying to get his excitement as high as possible by like, oh, my health was so low, so low, oh, I did it. Yeah. Um, it's introduced mechanics over time such as... Um, as the brother sort of running the game on your computer, you can once per fight um, click a button to just make the next attack an enemy does just automatically miss. Um, mm. So like you can have a deliberately very big uh, enemy charge up, charge up, charge up. Oh, it's going to kill me. Oh, I pressed the button. Oh, it missed. Thank goodness. I, I, I'm i going to win now. Yay. Um, like That kind of stuff where you're just trying to engineer joy. You're just trying to make an experience that is going to bring someone happiness. And that's really sweet. That's good. Because I think when I looked at it originally, I, I was getting real Knights of Pen and Paper vibes. Yeah. But um, I really hate that game. No. It is much more about, like, look, you have a selection of creatures here. Um, Which ones do you... Which ones in which order do you think that your brother is capable of beating? Mm. Um, And just just... Picking creatures and watching how it plays out. Yeah. And it's very sweet. Um, uh, I played through a short hike. Ah, this is the, uh, like, bit crushed graphics. Yeah, your sort of retro, retro... Uh, like It looks like Game Boy Advance graphics. Kind of. Um, yeah, so the, the whole point of this game is basically, hey, you're on, you're on holiday on, a, on an island... And your phone gets no signal here, and the only place apparently you can get phone signal is the top of this mountain. And you just go on a walk to try and get to the top of this mountain, and you cannot go directly there. You have to sort of meander around and get upgrades that'll help you go, and like, you could just rush up to the top of there, but the kind of the point of the game is this meandering journey you go on. It's the, I'm bored and I have nothing to do, let's go for a walk and see what we find kind of energy. Um... Lots of interesting people with their own little side stories you can do, and they do a very good job of over... I think it took me maybe 90 minutes for me to feel like I'd seen a lot of what the island had to offer and make it to the top. Mm. There were definitely, on the on the way back down, I was like, oh, missed that, missed that, missed that, missed that. There were definitely things I didn't find, yeah. but um, to feel like I'd had a good explorer of this island and get got to the top, 
It's about 90 minutes, and that was the perfect length for something like this. Um, you sort of just push a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further every time. It's got this real nice... Everything you do gets you just slightly closer to the top. Um, and it's real lovely at the end realising how close everything is to each other once you have lots of mobility options. You sort of get this real sense of, oh, everything... Nothing was very far from from anything else. It was just this dense little playground to go on a nice walk in. Yay. It is very pleasant, and I highly recommend it to people. <laughs> um, I started playing Manifold Garden. How is it? Um... It's really impressive. My brain can't handle it for more than an hour without getting motion sick. Okay. Um, so, Manifold Garden. We kind of talked about it last week. Uh, Non-Euclidean geometry. Um, gravity does weird things where if you fall far enough, you reach where you fell from. If you look at a wall, you can make that the centre of gravity. Yeah, so that seems to be the primary mechanic that a lot of stuff deals with, is you can change which, uh, which surface is your direction of gravity, but that doesn't impact everything. It impacts you. But let's say, let's say there's a cube on the on like the red floor of this room, and you make the blue f- wall your floor. The red the red cube will st- it won't fall down to the floor. It'll stay where it was because mm-hmm. its center of gravity is relative to the floor it was on. Yes. Um, which you could then use to be like, that's now a platform I can jump onto to get slightly higher. Yes. It's lots of perspective shifting and trying to remember gravity is only this way for me, not for everything I'm interacting with. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike something like an uh, like a portal or something, there is no plot pushing you forward. It's a lot more like something like Antichamber, where it's yeah. just, here is a sandbox. The whole point of the game is work out where you can get to. There's no big signpost that tells you this is where the end goal is. It is very much... Oh, there's like four different parts I could follow. Let's see what's over there. Mm. Um, it is a fascinating game in just exploring spaces and finding really creative uses for its very strange world logic. Yeah. Um, but any time where there are rooms where I have to change which direction gravity is multiple times, my, my brain gets a bit motion sick. Oh, no. So I've been having fun with it, but I can't play it for more than about an hour at a time before I'm like, I have to stop. My brain struggled. Oh, no. Um, But I think you're going to really dig it. It seems very much like your jam. Yeah. I think I, th- I think you're going to love it. I like jam. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was it for the indie stuff. Um... What about, what about you? What else have you been playing this week? Played a bunch of Doom. You played a bunch of Doom? I played a bunch of Doom. Doom 20... Well, many types of Doom, actually. I, played, I started playing Final Doom. I was like, I want to play Final Doom, because that game scared the crap out of me as a kid. Not the whole game. There's just one piece of music on one level that just does this really weird thing where it builds and builds and builds, and it just, like, massively explodes my brain. Did, did did you get to that point? I don't know. I forgot why I'd started play, playing the game specifically, and then spent most of an afternoon playing it without sound on. Ah. <laughs> so I might have got past that level already, <laughs> not knowing about it. How, how was your time playing it without the sound? <laughs> um, I mean, that was the day I was playing without any mods on. Ah, uh, yes. And, and that I found a generally more pleasant experience. Oh, I played it with the Beautiful Doom model. Yes. So it's got slightly shinier graphics, but mm-hmm. not very much. <laughs> um, that was fine. I had a reasonable time playing that. Like, I'm not good at classic Doom, even on like lower mm. difficulty levels. 
I I tried playing Brutal Doom. <laughs> now I played Brutal Doom with um the Ultimate Doom. Yes. So like basically original classic Doom one with just some shinier graphics and like weird funky death animations for the monsters, a bunch of new guns and a kick animation like Duke Nukem. <laughs> like there is some really cool stuff they've done in Brutal Doom. And playing Doom 1, it's absolutely fine. I didn't find it super difficult. Playing Final Doom, like, it completely re- reworks some of the maps. Mm. Like, it says in there, it's like, hey, um, we've changed some of the graphics to make them a bit more shiny. Um, and you'll find, like, specific changes on specific mods, uh, specific uh, WAD files. Mm. So, you know, expect these things. And I was playing the first level of Final Doom, and I was like... Okay, that's fine. I can't get through there. That's all, all gated off. And that's just a bridge right there. Cool, 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 cool. But then I went black and played it in Beautiful Doom and I was like, oh, there's, there's not a wall there. <laughs> that, that level there, you can just leap off the side and be at the exit. I understand why par is only 30 seconds for this level. Because uh... before I was like, oh, what now? <laughs> okay, sure. Um, yeah, uh, I Final Doom. It's it's classic Doom, but it really loves Revenants. Yeah, There's Revenants and Chain Gun guys, fucking everywhere. Hey, you know these enemies that were designed to be like one-off here and there challenges. What if we just threw all of them at you all the time? Yeah, and you can tell it's a like uh, like Doom one style levels, despite the super shotgun. I've not seen an awful lot in the way of archfires. Yeah, that's usually my sort of general go-to for that. Um, and then I played a bunch. Uh, well, I played through Doom 2016. Yes, uh, you played it on PC. I played it on PC. I previously played it on Switch. Yeah, it was fine. Loading yeah. times were much better this time. Yeah, but like the the Switch port was a totally serviceable oh, yeah. port of Doom. Yeah, if you don't mind waiting a little bit between levels, it is basically the same experience. Yeah, like my memory's not great, so I couldn't tell you like graphically if it's dead on. <laughs> But I didn't notice any real problems with that. They did a really good job of that port visually. Oh, yeah. The Switch version holds up like weirdly well for a device of that strength. Yeah, uh, I mean, it hasn't got any of the multiplayer or snap maps, but I have no interest in playing with other people online. Exactly. Because I'm bad at games. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I played a bunch of Doom. I enjoyed Doom 2016 again. Mm. It's... It's alright. Yeah. It's it, it's what I was looking for when I started playing Prey. It's just I just want some mindless corridor shooting with pretty graphics. Because yeah. <laughs> every now and again I just crave that a bit. Yeah. Y- usually um, Wolfenstein the New Colossus is that for me. It's just like, hey, put this on easy, just mow down some Nazis. Oh, that sounds fun. I still yeah. haven't played any of the new Wolfenstein games. I haven't played Return to Castle Wolfenstein for, <laughs> what was that, like early 2000s? Yeah. The modern Wolfensteins are pretty good. I've heard good things. Yeah. Maybe if there's a sale. <laughs> what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I played through a game called No Straight Roads. Um, as of How gay t- those roads? Pretty gay. Yeah. Uh, as of time of recording this, I haven't finished the game, but I have played enough that I'm pretty confident in talking about my, my sort of more final opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, No Straight Roads is a 3D action beat-em-up type game that is set to the music that you're playing. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to attack on the beat, but enemies will attack on the beat, and the beat of the music gives you a sense of when you should be dodging attacks. Um, 
The You've got two characters you can swap between. They're both mechanically very similar. One of them is slightly slower attacks and slightly stronger attacks. One of them is quicker but weaker hits. Mm-hmm. You can swap between them at will. That's basically mechanically the gist. Um, narratively, it's kind of all over the place. And I kind of... <laughs> I love it, but it's weird as fuck. So uh, it's set in a world in which a dance music... Uh, production record label ended up becoming the the government of a city mm. um the the fascist government of a city basically by a record di- label being yeah. run by fascists basically they discovered it's a bit like monsters inc they discovered they could turn sound into energy mm-hmm. um, but instead of children's screams it's the power of edm music um so they use edm to power the city but they're kind of fascists and they hoard the energy for themselves and don't distribute it to the people in need it doesn't trickle down no it doesn't trickle down now see that should be the driving force of the narrative is that this fascist corporation is hoarding power away from the people and the populace and like literal electricity is not getting to the people what our heroes are far more interested in, like, they, they have a passing interest in the fascist government's control of the power supply. They're much more interested in we would like to be famous for playing rock and the government sanctioned X Factor um, that won't let us play rock on their show. You you can still play rock and have rock shows and no one is stopping you from making, making rock music. It's not forbidden to make rock music, but the government's like, hey, here's Britain's Got Talent. No, we, 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 our show is for EDM. You can't play a rock on our show. And they're like, we'll, we'll show you. We'll tear down your EDM corporation with your evil EDM with our good rock music. <laughs> also, kind of maybe save people from the lack of electricity. But That's ma- not the important But thing. mainly we're going to tear down EDM. <laughs> and like, sure. It's stupid as fuck. And if you stop and think about it for more than a few seconds, it, it, it's stupid. But I kind of have, I kind of love how unashamedly it is. It's basically the plot of Trolls World Tour, but if instead of pop music saving us from rock music, it's rock music saving us from EDM. Why would we need um, saving from rock music? I, I don't know. I know that's the plot of Trolls, though. Is I rock rock? I, I know enough about it to know that the, the villain is rock music and pop music has to save the day from rock music. Um, but, yeah. Structurally, it's... Very similar to something like No More Heroes. It's basically um, boss fights separated by little amounts of busy work. Um, mm-hmm. The main draw is you've got these big, six very over-the-top um, boss fights to do with the various leaders of this corporation. Each of them has their own sort of... I, I say I keep saying that you're fighting against EDM because that's what the game keeps saying, but it's not EDM. It's various genres of dance music um, that they well. have... Is electronic dance. I, I suppose, but like there is a specific sound that is like yeah, yeah. When when they say which ED- EDM do you mean? Yeah, do you mean EDM or electronic dance. So music? occasionally they meet when they say EDM, they sometimes mean EDM, but a lot of the time they mainly just mean electronic dance music. <laughs> Um, which is a whole, which is a whole like weird, confusing thing. Yeah. Um, because like sometimes when you replay levels, it'll be like, oh, do you want to play it on the EDM version of the track? It's like I thought I was already. No. Like it's like is you the know the dance music I'm not listening to was that well was, was that all acoustic? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the general gist is you've got these six like over the top bosses to go fight, and um, once you get into the proper flow of it, you it, you've kind of got these couple of sections to each level, which is go around the overworld, get a feel for what the population in that bit of the city is going through, try and find some batteries to power the streetlights so you get more fans. 
Then you go into the level and you've got like some platforming. The platforming's not great, and um, beating up generic cl- uh, like robots to try and get to the actual boss fight. Uh, much like the original No More Heroes, be a better game if you didn't have to do that. If you could, ju- I know it'd be a shorter game, but I think it'd be a better game if you could just go boss fight to boss fight to boss fight to boss fight because that is that's where the game shines. Um, I will describe one of the boss fights for you to give you a sense of like what this game is doing. I had a boss fight against uh, a Hatsune Miku-style Vocaloid, right. yeah, of a giant mermaid that was being Gundam piloted by four. Um, nerdy teens. Uh, like, you had one of them doing real-time mocap for this thing. You had one that was doing the voice. You had one that was, um, I think, like, coding the the appearance of it at the time. You've got these four nerdy teens trying to make this drum and bass uh, boss battle with a Vocaloid mermaid happen. Cool. Um, and the more that you successfully beat up um, parts of the environment and, like, damage their control over the Vocaloid... It starts glitching over the over time. It visually becomes quite terrifying at one point. Um, the music gets a lot more like fast paced and intense as you go through, as they're sort of scrambling to keep this thing going. All to this like very upbeat and fast drum and bass soundtrack. Nice. Um, it was really fun. It was a visual and audio uh, audio spectacle. Um, it it was great. The boss fights are pretty long, and there are no checkpoints in them. Ooh. Um, I didn't mind so much because the what by the the only place I was really dying was the boss fights and the boss fights were the entire reason I was there for the game. I was like, I this was visually and audibly really impressive. I don't mind replaying this. This could have been Shadow of the Colossus and I'd have enjoyed it more. <laughs> it's there's a certain degree of like there's a couple of bosses late in the game that I had to play a few times and I was like, I keep getting to the very final stage and almost beating you and having to redo the whole thing from the start and that's a bit frustrating. Mm. Um, like, that's my biggest complaint mechanically about the game, is lack of good checkpointing, and it's not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, narratively, the game kind of fails at doing what it's trying to do, because the whole thing it's trying to be is like, hey, rock music's real fucking cool, EDM fucking sucks. Um, there's no good rock music in this game. Ooh. When you hit stuff, it like, you know, when you hit someone with your guitar, it'll make sort of a... Uh, strum sound and if you hit someone with your sticks it does a bit of drumming sounds they're very quiet in the mix all of the boss battles are really cool dance music uh, that is really impressive and it completely steals the show and there's no moment for rock music to shine like there's this whole meter as you're doing the battle that starts at EDM and moves towards a rock the better you're doing I assumed that at some point like it was going to start like changing to a rock cover of the same track some rock yeah, like yeah. I, th- I thought that's where we were going. Is that by the the end of it, when the rock meter's at full, we were going to be doing this to the same track, but the rock version, we're swapping like swapping wubs for like shredding guitars. Yeah, and yeah. that never happens. Like oh. I've been listening to so much of this game soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. There is not a single piece of rock in this soundtrack that I'm like that. There is there is no piece of rock music I can point to and go, that's the cool piece of rock music on the soundtrack. It just doesn't exist. Ooh. Yeah. Like, this game is weird and it's clunky. They had um, some ideas. They yeah, didn't know how but like, time here's together. the thing. I know I'm saying a lot of negatives about it. I'm having a great time with it. I am legitimately having a great time with it. That's the important thing. Yeah, like, the visual style is very, like, Psychonauts era double Ooh. fine. Um, as is the humour and pacing. Like, they they definitely, they want to be double fine in the Psychonauts era. Yeah. And 
I think for the most part they land that. Like they they have their very wacky main characters mm-hmm. and their sort of silly misunderstandings between them uh, that are sort of well paced how they're acted out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, these these goofball protagonists are ridiculous, and they're I I can't help but kind of find them endearing. I I like this game. It's a game that like has a it. I keep comparing it to No More Heroes, the first No More Heroes. I feel very similarly about it. It is a game that I have this huge list of laundry list of like complaints and weird critiques about and things that I think could have been done better. But at the end of the day, I feel really fondly about it. Hmm. So yeah, I'm enjoying No Straight Roads. It's weird and it's not going to be for everyone, but I'm digging it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You played anything else? Kind, kinda. Yeah. I played a experience okay <laughs> it decided not to call itself a game oh one of those yeah uh benoit Latte. yeah you sort of Pardon vaguely you vaguely hinted at this in bed last night and... yeah because i was like i've just had an experience yeah what 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 is it you pick a gender based on flat-chested or titties okay. um because that you're basically given a capsule at the beginning of the game Okay. And one has like a, a like a more pectorally chest, right? Like more chiselled and like shredded abs, and the other one is just titties. Okay, it's like well, I guess I will be titties on this game. <laughs> and you are plonked on a beach, and there is like very like super high contrast. So like the sun and the sand seem to sort of blend together, and at certain points, like where the foam of the sea crashing over the sand just you can't tell where one thing ends and the other thing starts because it's mm. like so overexposed. And you walk along the beach and white text pops up at various points as you walk. And as you get to one end, you will see a reflection of someone who will move exactly like you, only opposite. And like the music gets more intense as you get to the like edge of the world. Okay. And it's this weird like... You're basically in some kind of cube. I don't know if like this is supposed to be a space station or something, but there's like all these planets and rotating moons and things outside the windows from that side. But the rest of it is just like, let's walk along the beach. Oh, there is a house thing on the beach. Oh, and there's there's two benches at either end, one at either end of the beach. If you sit on the bench, time will pass and the light will change. As far as I can tell, that's the only difference. <laughs> Okay. You can have night, be nighttime, ooh, or you can have it be like, oh, it's like nice orangey twilight, ooh, or it's very early morning, or it's daytime and the sun is very, very bright. And apparently, if you close your eyes, there's a close your eyes button. Okay. Um, and if you're running, you you automatically close your eyes. When right. your eyes are closed, you can see um, purple writing of all the previous white writing that has come up along the beach. Right. And now it's just suspended along the shoreline. Okay. So you can experience it again that way. Um, yeah, couldn't work out what was going on with the run button. Eventually, I got... I, oh, I'd explored the little building thing and nothing seemed to happen. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, maybe there's nothing there, I guess. So I went back to like wandering up and down the beach. I tried to walk into the sea. I was like, okay, it's not trying to see how long it'll take me to try and drown myself or go for a swim. 
So I guess I'll just keep walking up and down the beach. Eventually something triggered and I was like, oh, okay, I can go in the building now. You like get taken directly back outside the building. Uh, okay. Press this button to go and have an, uh, a meeting. Oh, a what now? <laughs> Enter the simulation. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was not ready for Enter the Simulation. <laughs> it's called the simulation. <laughs> Enter the simulation. Okay. <laughs> and you're presented with like a, a, a table of some sort with a ingrained chessboard on it. Mm-hmm. And that next to that is an empty wine glass, an ashtray, a packet of cigarettes, and a lighter. Okay. So it's like connecting, um, connecting to a partner. It's like, um, I just, what? <laughs> You've connected to a partner. Okay. Now you have this person saying things to you, and you can move the ch- your chess piece, which appears periodically when the map, when the the table is shown from directly above. As opposed to sort of like isometrically. Okay. And, like you can just click on the cigarettes and be like, I've lit a cigarette now. I'm going to click on it in the ashtray. I'm going to smoke some of that cigarette now. I'm, I'm going to finish that cigarette now. I'm going to order some wine. I'm going to drink the wine. The wine gets lower. I might have another fag. Okay. If you move the chess piece around on the board into like little... A circle outline places. It will show you all of the phrases you saw on the beach. Okay. So you seem to be having a conversation. I don't know if it is with a real person. I mean, this game has been out years, so I don't know if anyone's still playing it apart from me. I I feel like I'm having an aneurysm just hearing <laughs> you describe it. I don't know. I don't know what the last few minutes of this conversation were. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I got it in a bundle with the path and some other like oh, weird games. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's by the same people, but yeah, it's like all of it's... the voice acting will be in French and all of the text can be in whatever subtitle you want. It's avant-garde. It certainly is avant-fucking-garde. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've looked at like the, the Steam Gallery and there's like, I found a cruise liner. Cool. I made the cafe look different. Cool. What the fuck is going on? And like at the beginning of the game, like it, the first thing it tells you is pick your subtitles. These are the buttons. That's it. It's not a game that you finish. It doesn't have a plot. It it's just a thing you go and experience. It's like okay, I'll give this a try. <sighs> so yeah, that was Ben Wale Day. Part of, excuse my French. I finished a video game that had an <laughs> ending and a linear narrative. Ooh, lardy yeah. daddy. I finally got around to finishing Paper Mario The Origami King. Oh, shit. Yeah, that game's real good. I don't understand all the hate for it. I recognise that the combat system isn't what people wanted from Thousand Year Door fans, but, like, that game goes some real ridiculous places with its plot and its set pieces as it moves towards the end, and honestly, like, there are... The the final the final act of going to do the final mission, probably the most dramatic final mission escalation in any Mario game I've ever played. It was quite ridiculous. Um, I had a great time. The story was wonderful. Um, it was real. It ended on a real uh somber note. It ended on the kind of note of like you know at the end of um Ocarina of Time when Navi f- 
flies off and that's just the ending is like oh my friend has my is one gone. friend has gone my one friend has gone oh no it kind of ends on that kind of a note um it's it's weird and it takes some risks narratively and oh. structurally I had a blast. And there was a whole Zelda section in there? Yeah, there was a whole section where it got very Wind Waker, where it's like, okay, we're on the sea, and you're charting a map and finding islands, and then we found this whole section where it's like, oh, we went under the water, and now there's a big castle, and we've got to go get, like, the the red the red cur- uh, the red uh, stone of power, and the green stone of courage, and the blue stone of wisdom from a bunch of uh, dungeons. It got very, it got very Wind Waker for a bit. Hashtag Paper Zelda. Yeah, it it got very Zelda for a bit. Mm. Um, I'm glad I made the time to play through that whole game. I still had some problems. I wish that, um, I wish that weapons weren't, didn't have degradation, because all that it means is you spend all your money just making sure you always have a dozen of that weapon so that it'll you'll never not have it. It seems so... Just just let me just have that weapon. It seems weird to do it that way. Um, I, had, I had a lot of fun. It's, yeah. very, it's a very fun, light-hearted, until-it-gets-sad kind of game. Um, you played anything else? I played Pandemic the board game. The video game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Because apparently Steam has decided to call it Pandemic the Board Game, as opposed to just Pandemic. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody had already called the game Pandemic at some point. Hmm. Probably. Uh, yeah, it's Pandemic. But for a multiplayer board game, you can't play it online. No. No, you can play it single player. Like, it, it literally only yeah. has a single player option. Yeah. You can play as many characters as you want, so you can yeah. play couch co-op, sure. Yeah. But it presents itself as, this is single player. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can play it online if someone else looks at the board and goes, okay, for my character's turn, we click this. Well, it has Steam Remote Play. Yeah, so in theory, someone else can do the clicking on yeah, their we, turns. Uh, Becky and I played through, like, pretty much a whole game uh, last Thursday on stream. It was fine. The second game we decided to play, it it was just like, no, everything's gone. I've just got a black screen here. Cool. Okay, well, you watch 20 seconds delay on stream and tell me where you want to go. <sighs> so it didn't quite work out, which is disappointing. Ste- yeah, Steam remote play, remote couch co-op thing. As you were saying, apparently... Great idea. Apparently a bit finicky in its execution. Yeah. It's not always reliable. No. That's a shame. It is a shame. And I accidentally have a spare key for that if anyone wants to hit me up. Heck. Uh, you played anything else or is that it? Uh, that is everything I've played. What about you? That's everything I've played. Well then. Time for this. Right then, right then, who's got, uh, who's got stories for me? We've got a bit of a problem at the moment due to the way the government have handled everything uh we've we've kind of run out of those hey look over look look over there look at that look look, look what they were doing oh and we, we need those stories really we need to sort of buffer those back up so has anyone got any ideas ah well i i think maybe we just um take some existing groups that we've used as our look over their problems and just straight up invent some things that we can blame on them you know so we've got to really escalate the game so like Maybe transgender people secretly have superpowers and they're using them to cheat on supermarket sweep. Ah, yes. yes um, anyone else got anything? Yes, what if we could blame 
uh, Jeremy Corbyn for something. We've overused, overused. What What if Jeremy Corbyn's vegetarianism was destroying the dairy industry? Now that's more like it. Okay, okay. Any more, any more. Um, mm, oh, I've got one. I've got one. Um, what if... The reason the migrants are coming over here is to build the 5G towers that are giving you coronavirus. That, that's bloody brilliant. Exactly, we just tie multiple things together. Multiple love distractions it, it. in if, one. If you can get vaccines in there as well, I'll be bloody happy with that. Oh, oh uh, yes, the vaccine is made of... Um, oh god, what could it be made of? Immigrants? Immigrants! Well, they are the cause and the solution. I mean, that's generally how we work it. We try and play them at both angles. They're both lazy and stealing all of the jobs. Exactly. They're building the towers, but also they're the cure for the towers. They're, why wouldn't they give us the cure if they're the cure? They're being horrible. Taking away the right to build toxic 5G masks from good British people. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, I think we've got it. I think that'll keep us going for a little while. Well, Although I mean, maybe think a few more up. I've just read the latest on Bojo. Uh, I mean, uh, this will get us through the afternoon at least. At least. Do you find yourself tuning into streaming services and going, seen that, seen that, seen that? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you rather have a streaming service that is full of things that you probably haven't seen in a long time because you simply forgot they existed? Sure. Welcome to Forgotflix. We've created an entire movie streaming service filled with films that'll make you go, oh yeah, forgot about that. I saw that years ago, I think. We've got that Disney film Oliver and Company about that little ginger cat. We've got Babe, that film with the talking pig. Huh. We've got Flobber, if you're into bouncy goo movies. Oh, with the Robin Williams thing. We've got Kangaroo Jack, that mobster crime film they wedged a kangaroo into one scene to sell to kids. Sure. Watch all these and more. I I mean, if you want, they're all kind of forgettable. What have you peeped at with your peepee peepers? We've we've watched some things together. We watched some new things. Oh my, we watched some things. Uh, should we start with the thing that I don't think is on the list, but we watched tonight just before recording? Yes. Yeah, you. Uh, we watched together, and you saw for the first time the Speed Cubers. We watched the Speed Cubers. It was very sweet. Yeah, it's like forty minutes of sweet story about two people doing speed cubing. <laughs> it's very emotional. Yeah, is is about speed cubing, but it's mainly about some real sweet friendship. This is about so very, very, very nice to each other peoples. Yeah, it's it's well worth watching if you just want to have some heartwarming. Oh heck, they're such good friends. I was struggling a bit at the beginning, but after that, it gets fine. Yeah, it it takes a second to like build to like. Okay, this is clearly what it was working towards. It's mostly listening to Max's parents talk at the beginning. Of oh life. yeah, mm. it's a okay. Yeah, so f- heads up. One of the one of the two people this centers around is autistic, and it's a bit awkward hearing his parents. Um, <sighs> they don't quite do the our life was over and we realized in that moment thing. No, but like they're only a few degrees separated from yeah. it. They're very like. Uh, and I was heartbroken that I would never connect with my son. And then he started, I uh, started to connect with him, so everything was fine. Yeah, it's like, like ooh, how close it, were things? It genuinely, uh, there is that little bit of me that really concerns me where I'm like, if this kid hadn't turned out to be a speed cubing savant, would his relationship with his parents be real fucking shit? Because mm. it seems like the fact that they found something he was good at is the reason that they don't resent having him. 
It does have that it, vibe to it. It has that vibe to it. Yeah. So the the first like ten minutes or so, yeah. or not necessarily the first first ten minutes, but like yeah. the bit when they start introducing Max via his parents, it's a bit yeah. like. It's, mm, it's struggling with this a bit. Yeah, uh, I will say that is yeah, that is a thing. Is power through Max's parents talking about him because once it gets past that and it becomes uh, Max and Felix, these two speed cubers, that's gone? where like that's the part of it that like real got me was forget about his parents. These two are the sweetest friends in the world. They are, and the whole like, hey, you did really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just former world champion being real good and supportive to person who is beating all of his records and will probably eclipse him before too long and being like, hey, I don't begrudge that you're doing so well. I'm real fucking proud of you and I'm going to be a supportive friend. I mean, it's speed cubing. In a few years' time, they could both be completely obsolete. Oh, entirely possible. I, I think there is a certain degree of, like, one of the things they talk about in this is uh, a big part of when people start, like, dropping out of the speed cubing records is when life stuff gets in the way and there's less time to practice. And I do wonder whether Max will have slightly more room to to stick with cubing mm. and to maybe be able to be competitive longer than perhaps some of his peers might be. Yeah. But it's real sweet watching their their journey. The two are so sweet together. They are so sweet together and they're so yeah. supportive and that's it's I nice know. to see people being supportive of each other. Yeah, and particularly like um to see to see uh, to see men being supportive and nice to each other who are competitive rivals. And, and being, emotionally, uh, emotionally open. Yeah, being emotionally open and emotionally mature while going like, look, I know that we are competing against each other, but also we can be best friends and support each other and be yeah. happy for each other. And it's, ah, uh, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else have we watched? We watched things together. We did, we watched Owl House. We watched the Owl ah! House. Ah! Ah. ah, so not gonna lie, started watching it mainly because I heard it got real gay, which it does. But like, it's a real good show. Yeah, it's a yeah. Ca- it's a Cartoon Network animated show. It's got like what sixteen, seventeen episodes currently. Uh, I think they've just hit nineteen. Um, yeah, and it it's very much got the the look and the energy of something like Gravity Falls. Um, it I'm pretty sure some of the same animation team worked on it. Um. It's got, like, some crossover with the voice acting team. Like, one of the main characters is voiced by Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls. Um, I heard someone saying that... Um, I can't remember what name is the witch. Uh, yes, who plays... Uh, yes. Is basically Grunkle Stan. <laughs> I mean, basically. Uh, Grunkle Stan with magic. Um, yeah. yeah, she she's voiced by the um, Bojack's mother from Bojack yes. Horseman. Um but yeah, it's basically about kid who is eccentric and weird and, you know, is very creative. And mum is like, hey... Can you tone it down a bit? Stop it. We need to send you to Think Inside the Box Camp. Ooh. Learn to do taxes and Ooh. stop being creative. Ooh. And uh, the day she's meant to be shipped off to camp for several months, she accidentally stumbles into a weird fantasy world. And it turns out that world also has a problem of, you know, trying to beat the weird out of people. Oh, shit, parallels. Yeah. So she's like, hey, I'm gonna... I, I wish the characters from that first episode that she frees that like, ah, ah, you're weird too. Don't worry, I will free you and we can go on big adventures. I wish they'd been more a part of the narrative. Yeah. They, it's they, nice to see that they're still around. Yeah, just getting on with their lives. Yeah. But it's basically people who are harmless and, and you know, their interests are not what everyone else's interests are, but they're harmless. Yeah. Like, there's, there's one character who's like, I like to dr- to write erotic fan fiction about vegetables. 
about yeah. fruits and veggies. Yeah. I combine food and kissing mm. in my fan fiction. Oh, like, that's hurting no one. Go yeah. ahead. Um, and this girl trying to learn... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about VeggieTales fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's about this... This girl who stumbled over into the other world, basically she wants to learn how to be a witch and do magic and and her journey to do that with a very eccentric witch and uh, a demon who is the king of the demons. Are you alright there? I'm just thinking about where is my hairbrush first. <laughs> really <laughs> racy fanfiction. Uh, moving... Oh, there is my hairbrush. <laughs> moving swiftly on. I can't help um, it. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I think that... And it gets really gay. It gets really gay. I think that first episode is a really nice um, encapsulation of what that show is. In that it, is, it is a real just good heartfelt it's okay to be weird and different and don't let anyone like punish that out of you mm-hmm. kind of narrative. Take note, my parents. Oh, heck. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um... Yeah, it, it's consistently like very well paced and very funny and very sweet, and mm-hmm. I like all the characters and yeah. their friendships that develop, and they're all very lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just a good wholesome time. It is. Watch the Owl House. Watch the Owl House. It's only gonna get gayer, gayer I, and probably gayer. <laughs> yeah, it's only gonna get gayer. Yeah, yeah. You should see the the right wing. Lo- losers it's on got their, magic on and Disney. gays they're putting they're, well this is the, I'm cancelling my Disney Plus now how are you going to watch The Mandalorian uh, <laughs> I'm cancelling my Disney Plus this is indoctrination of our children hell I mean, yeah it is I mean they had to watch like creepy princes kissing comatose women indeed as children at least this is all consensual right Ah. <laughs> uh. We watched another animated show together this we week. We did. We watched uh, the first three episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. We did. Yeah. How how you how you finding that show? Eh, it's all right. I mean, it's it's very Final Space. It's yeah, but it's less funny Final Space, and Final Space is not super funny. <laughs> yeah, Final Space is more about its like heartfelt moments than yes. it is the the funny. Um, yeah, it is a very fast moving. Uh, animated comedy set in the the Star Trek universe um, about a bunch of people who work the the much more menial jobs down in the the, the bows of a starship. Yeah, they they are on a second contact team. Yeah, um, it's got real Family Guy vibes, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Um, here's the thing: I I enjoyed it most when it was. When it was taking the time to slow down and be a bit of a critique on the way that existing bridge crews work in Star Trek. Yes. Like, it's it's most interesting when it's being a critique of the sort of... Upper management. Yeah, the glory-centric, uh, must-follow-the-rules nature of upper management and a starship. And the, the bridge crew being like... The fifteen of us up here on the bridge are the only people who are ever who are ever important to saving the day. And occasionally Barclay. And occasionally Barclay. Um but like those were the moments I enjoyed. I enjoyed when yeah. it was trying to be meaningfully relevant to like, hey, look, this is this is the stuff that the bridge crew just doesn't quite quite get about the way a starship runs. Yeah. 
And then there were other times when it was a blink and you'll miss it. Here is reference, 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 reference yes. to previous Star Trek episodes. Yes. It does love to be like, hey, look, we know we know what Star Trek be. Hey, you know that show you like and that's probably why you're here? It's yeah. a reference. Like, I don't... There is no way this is ever going to be like, ah, top five Star Treks, Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd watch this over Enterprise, but... <laughs> Agreed. Um... Well, like for for what it is, I I like it as a a way to flesh out more of the Star Trek universe, yeah. doing something a bit different. Yeah, like I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way not to watch it. Yeah, but it's not it's not one I think I'll be clamoring to do. Let's rewatch the whole. Yeah, thing. and I don't think it's gonna be one of the like I think we'll every few weeks go. Oh shit, yeah, there's probably a few more yeah, of those. That still exists. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna go. Oh, it's Friday. There's a new episode. Oh, OMG. Yeah, but like you know that. It's there are some bits I've enjoyed. I quite yeah. I quite enjoyed the one that was about um time management and all mm-hmm. of the lower people on the shipping because it kind of paralleled with the TNG episode we watched the other day where um Scotty was on the ship yeah um and was like you never tell upper management how long a job will actually take you build in like buffer time buffer time <laughs> and it was an entire episode about like oh shit upper management found out about buffer time we're fucked. <laughs> Pretty much. Like that that was like And then I, everyone on the entire ship burnt out. Yeah. Like I thought that was a good that of the ones we I watched. Think of the the fact that we watched the two almost back to back. Oh yeah. Really helped with that. I, I think it really helped that episode feel more tied mm. into Star mm-hmm. Trek. Mm-hmm. But like, it's very clear that some someone working on this show loves Star Trek. Oh yeah. I yeah. Think, I think a lot of people really love Star Trek, but also really love Family Guy Final Space. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I've had more fun with it the more episodes we've got in. Like the that most recent episode with the time management one was like okay, this is probably the most I've enjoyed so far. Yeah. I'll give it some time. I'll probably keep watching. Some of the inter- individual characters are quite interesting. The one joke that really made me laugh was we'll get the doctor to run a light over. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I I I think it's it's quite fun even if it is very clearly like. This is not meant to be taken as like this oh, is no. the next Star Trek series. It's like it's it's play it's having fun playing around in the space. It's it's silly fan fiction. Yeah. It's, and what if Adult Swim did a Star Trek series? Yeah, and I mean, I'll give that a season. I'll watch yeah. a season of if Adult Swim made Star Trek. Yeah. What else have you watched this week? What else have I watched? Well, that'll mean me looking at the thing. Huh? Yeah, it will. You'll have to have the list open and I will everything. Have to have the list open and also everything. Yeah, do you have the list open? Can you tell me something you watched? Can I tell you something I watched? I can tell you something I watched tell if you want. Tell me something that you watched. Um, I finally finished writing, writing and editing and submitted my new book draft. And now that's out of the way, I can I can watch stuff and not just be like, why am I not working? Ah. <sighs> so I rewarded myself by letting myself re-watch the um, My Chemical Romance uh, at a Los Angeles Shrine reunion show. Mm-hmm. The big mega cut on YouTube that's just like, we found all the best clips of each individual song and pasted it together into the whole show. And I just sat and watched that and went, I don't have to pay attention to a plot, it's just flashy lights and music, and mm-hmm. that's the thing I watched. What about you? What have you watched? I have watched nothing else. <gasps> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, that that was the secret. You hadn't watched anything else all along. It's true. I'm double checking. I've not watched anything else. That's everything I've watched this week. Oh heck! Well then, time for this. Time for this. Hello, hello. We've got 
got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have hair? I do. Would you like to have less hair? Well, I mean, I sometimes get the clippers out and shave the side of my head. Would you like the process of removing that hair to be less jaggy, pinchy and more... I mean, that does sound very good. I I haven't shaved my legs in a while. They're going to be a bit of a challenge when I get around to them. Clippers, you said you've got the clippers. Ah, I've got the clippers. clippers Okay, okay, problem solved. I guess we don't. I guess we don't need a sponsor then if we've got the clippers. Well, what if if you used the clippers and then you were dragging the blunt razor over it? What if the blunt razor was less blunt? Oh, that would probably help, but that would require me remembering to go out and get more razor heads. Ah, but what if? There was an eraser head that would come right to you. Just sending razors in the post, that doesn't sound terribly safe. I mean, they wrap them properly. Okay, okay, it's not just an envelope with a razor blade in. Yeah, it's it's not like Nazis putting up stickers around town. Oops, I, I got this letter from my letter stoop and I've cut my hand. And there seems to be a post person's finger in here. Oh no! Right? Poor postal worker. Um, I, I'm glad we have a sponsor that can get us out of this. Yeah, Probably. Well, this is the Quid Shave Society. Ah, Quid Shave Society. Yes. Ah. They will send you... <laughs> Regularly to your door in an unmarked package with absolutely no personal worker's fingers. Just a packet full of razors. You might actually bother changing them if you get them delivered. I mean, yeah, if, if new fresh ones showed up, I probably would use them. Yeah. Probably. So that, that is the Quid Shave Association Society. Comes with Don't no fingers. Long, 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 Comes with no fingers, but sharp razors. Ooh. Ooh. That's quidshaveorganisation.lol.net and enter the code QNPS132 and you will get 132 free single-bladed razor blades with your first purchase of a fancy handle. Oh, fancy! Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi, hi, hi. So, uh, how's the, uh, the, the old, uh, lawsuit going that we currently got going? Well, I mean, which one? But, uh, uh don't I, worry. The, the one that we, we, you know, orchestrated and we, we sort of knew we were gonna do. Oh, that one. Yeah, I mean, not all the other ones. No, no, no. Oh, that one. That's fine. We have weaponized all of the people that we have. Well, see, I'm wondering if we can do more to, to weaponize our fan base to, yeah. you know, in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Try and bully our way into winning this lawsuit. So I, I had an idea. I had an idea. Yeah. What if next time we uh, we, we put new uh, cosmetics in the game, we we get we offer them a free cosmetic. I know, I know. It's a, I don't like that. Oh, no, let me let me let you me know finish how where I we're feel going. About that Everyone will take it if it's free, and we basically make this cosmetic an entire advert for hey, be a warrior in the fight against the other evil corporation. We we dress them up like a suit of armor, and it says like you know defeat the evil corporation is plastered all over it. Yeah, free two weeks. Exactly, and just like. Really make it like, hey, doesn't this outfit look really cool? Also, it has, like, a hashtag you could totally tweet out at the other corporation to make them feel like we're gonna win the lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, we have managed to make them look so fucking evil, which is hilarious, because we are so I mean, we started evil. this. We started it, we used all the underhand practices, and now we're making out like we're not also a huge monopoly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Just like, what could be better than getting the kids to be literal walking propaganda in, in our game? I mean, we could give them guns, but they'd well, be branded, right? Yeah. Yeah. One day. One day I will get my dream. Yeah. Oh, better. I, I've just had another idea. Yeah. What if we rename the entire game, Fuck That Corporation? Yeah. Every time you boot up the game, it's just hashtag fuck that corporation. Yeah. Not this one. It's not corporations that are bad. No, Hashtag no. not all corporations. Hashtag not all corporations. Hashtag just that one. Just that one. Yeah. Fuck the pears. Exactly. I think I think we got I think we got this. Yeah, I mean, we got this because yeah. you are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what went in the earplace? I put some music in my ears this music, week. Music, you say? A because... novel, novel idea? Yes, just just a handful of tracks. Just a handful of music. Just, nah. just a handful of music wedged in my ears. Do you want me to go through all my tracks in one go? Should do I do it. that? Um, I've been listening several times to a track off of the soundtrack to No Straight Roads, which we mentioned earlier. It mm. is the second boss fight. It is the one that I described with the Vocaloid Mermaid. It's a track called... Uh, well... The, the YouTube upload is just called No Straight Roads OST versus Sayu. Sayu is the boss you are fighting. Um, Nikki Simmons' bass version. It is a really just upbeat drum and bass track that is like very, very high energy, very upbeat, real catchy. It's been stuck in my head. I enjoy drum and bass. Yeah. Um, I also listened to a Target Parking Lot song by Human Petting Zoo. Um... Femme vocalist, um, single guitar, kind of a raw, unpolished um, kind of punk sound. It's just a nice song about growing as a person um, and continually trying to be better than or more aware of yourself and a better person than you were before. Um, the chorus is built on this really nice anecdote about like, hey, I came out like three different times and each time I kind of knew myself a little bit better. You know, each time you examine yourself, you you come to new conclusions, and mm-hmm. that's an important part of growth as a person. Just learn and grow and keep iterating. Yeah. It's a real nice little song. Uh, I listened to a track called Alien by a band called USS, which stands for Ubiquitous Synergy Seekers, which sounds like a Quoops title. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's this really interesting mix of rock and dance music mixed... Uh, with this sort of, it's it's got the energy of like an anime intro. Like, Ooh. if you were watching the intro theme to an anime, and the intro was like a spaceship flying fast, outrunning other ships, it's got that kind of like real punchy driving beat mm-hmm. behind it. Uh, lyrically, it's about not feeling quite of this world and being like, "Hey, aliens, come come get me! I think you left me behind. I don't really feel like I fit in here. Do you wanna do you wanna just come pick me up next time you fly by?" Um, yes. Yeah, the the mix of rock and dance in the sound of the it, it's really it's a really interesting combination. I think you'd quite enjoy it. Um, I listened to a f- track called "Fire" by Kimya Dawson, who is a person I've talked about before. Yeah, yeah, she did that track. Alphabet. Keep, yeah, Alphabet and that track "Keep on Writing." That I always go like, I like that song a lot. It's a good track. Yeah. Um, compared to her usual stuff, which usually is a lot of like acoustic guitar and uh, just about that. There's like a quiet electric guitar in the background of this that definitely sort of is not what I expect out of her sound usually. Um, 
it's just a track about keeping your fire and your passion to stand up to bullshit in the world and not getting trying not to get burned out and to be like, hey, don't just get overwhelmed by the fact that everything keeps being bullshit. Stay angry about the fact it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the planet needs to get into a mindset of only taking what it needs and we need to get rid of the people who are hoarding and destroying the planet by holding all the resources. Mm. Don't give up hope of a better world. You don't have to not be scared, just try and channel it into love and positivity where you can. Bye. Um, It's got this really nice line in it that I kept thinking about after I heard it that was really ca- really interesting. Um, If somebody tells you to stop, drop and roll, say that might save my skin, but it won't save my soul. And I, I don't know why I found that line so interesting, but it mm. stuck in my head and it was just a real cool line. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and the only other track I listened to was um, Somebody Kill Me Please by Hard Loss. And it is just a really nicely put together cover of that one track from The Wedding Singer. Oh god, I haven't thought about The Wedding Singer in <laughs> no, no, right. The only thing I ever think about about The Wedding Singer is that one song. Um, it's the only memory I have is Adam Sandler being, like, you know, singing quite calmly and then going, Somebody Kill Me Please. Um... What if what if that but it was less like deliberately bad? Um it was it was quite a good track. So yeah, yeah. what about you? What have you listened to? Um Well you got me on this one. I listened to Welcome to the Black Parade, but it's just a normal <laughs> lyrics video. It's definitely just a normal just lyrics. A normal lyrics video. When I was my father, a young boy took me into the city. Join! <laughs> to join the black. <laughs> Come on, get down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, Ooh, ah, 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 ah. But it is just a normal lyrics video. That's yeah. on uh, Magic Mike channel. That got real oh, stuck you... in. That got real stuck in my head. And then you offloaded it on me. Because it just kind of it it loops in such a nonsense way. It can just kind of get stuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought I'd survived perfectly fine, <laughs> and then. Sometimes I get the feeling she's watching over me, and other times I get the feeling she's watching over me. <laughs> I was out for my afternoon walk, enjoying the sunshine, <laughs> dappling on the trees. <laughs> when I was my father. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. Go watch it. Yes. Did you listen to anything else? No, that's it for me. That's it for you. Yeah. It's not very many. No, I had like five songs. That was it. Aww, have you think... have you listened to anything else? I have listened to one other thing. I listened to an album called Chunky Shrapnel. Oh, uh, by uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, I that King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a live album they put out of like some of their more excitable bits from uh, last year's tour. So, yeah, I don't usually go for live shows because it's usually lower quality music with people making noise. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's an experience I will go out and enjoy, but, like, for home use. <laughs> Can I just have, like, high fidelity, please? Hmm. Yeah, um, it was, it was a really good album. I listened to it while I sewed two doormats together. Indeed. I'll leave everyone to just wonder about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was a really good album. There's some really good tracks on there. And now I'm going to have to look them up for you to enjoy. Oh, well, I'll vamp for time while you do. Vamp, 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 vamp. vamp everybody. Vamp, 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 vamp. 
It's, t- it's taking longer than I expected. Vamp, 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 vamp. Are we there yet? Are we nearly there yet? Are we nearly there yet? Apparently not. I can do the clappies. Yeah, I think no. we need okay, the Okay, we'll be back with you in a second, everyone. Uh, yeah, so available now on Bandcamp. Uh, it's got Evil Star, The River, Wawa, Road Train, uh, Murder of the Universe, Quarantine, Planet B, Brilliant Track, uh, Parking, Venusian 2, Hell, uh, Let Me Mend the Past, and am- Amnes- am- Amnesius, Inner Cell, Loyalty, Horology, and A Brief History of Planet Earth. Is that everything you've listened to, then? That's everything i listened to. Well, then, time for this. <laughs> Indeed. <sighs> oh, this year is quite a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a weird one. I'm very, very disappointed, I must say. I've not been getting any of my career goals done whatsoever. I'm getting my usual uptick, I will be honest. Exactly, exactly. I am well behind schedule. Yeah, I mean, usually this time of year we've got sniffles going on. We've got scratchy throats. Yeah, we've got people confused if it's hay fever. Exactly, this is usually prime season for getting... summer colds. Exactly, and you know what? No one's getting them this year. No, but I, I mean, it's it's disgusting the way they're carrying on. I know, I know. Washing their hands properly. Distancing themselves. Wearing masks. I mean, what do they think they're doing? Don't they realise they are drastically damaging the summer cold industry? Right, I mean, and people have got to think about the industry. Yeah, get back to work, get back to living your lives so that we can get you ill. Yeah, stop coughing on each other again. You Sneeze know. on a packed bus. Yeah, go crowd into a room with a couple of hundred other people. Yeah, it wasn't like this back in my day. Well, back in my day, yeah. you just had to sort of float vaguely near someone to get them sick. Yeah, just give them a bit of a tickle. They're sneezing all over the bus. Everyone got it. It was wonderful, but look, state of things now. Oh, I know, I know. Mm. Oh. Are you having trouble getting time to read that book? Yeah. Work on a personal project? Constantly. Practice your art. I never find the time. Try destroying capitalism. Capitalism is a rapacious force of evil that aims to keep you so exhausted you won't have the time to question how much it hurts you or get real quality of life you deserve. Destroy capitalism and see our website for a free guide on how to build a guillotine from upcycled materials. Thanks. I'm going to build that during the limited free time I have tonight. Destroy capitalism. Question time, let's have a question. What's the question? Well, that's the question, isn't it? That is the question. What is the question? Samuel West asks, I've always wondered how different cultures interpret... Oh, hang on. There's somebody at the door. Uh, hello? Can I help you? Oh, wait, no. It's three octopuses in a trench coat. Smash, squelch. Hey, crunch, squelch, squelch. Go listen to Dice Punk's three octopuses in a trench coat. Uh, I hope, Samuel, that you are okay. Yeah. One There's... squelch for yes, two squelches for no. <laughs> uh, Alice the Gayest Dungeon Health, still an amazing name. How amazing did it feel when you got your first bra? I mean, I wasn't... I was. That egg was yet to be fully uh, hatched at the time. It was like, ah, there's a, a thing I shall borrow for a cosplayer. Ah, ha, 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 It was deep in, like, ah, this, this means nothing territory. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was probably about 13 when I bought my first one. Uh, I had a friend come along, uh, she dressed in a suit, and we went and got me measured for a bra. It wasn't a big thing. 
Yeah. Really? Uh, I I had my own bra. Yeah. That that fit me rather than yeah. stealing someone else's. Yeah, mine was a second-hand one that was definitely not my size that was, like, I totally does, just as a joke. Um, and I was like, eh, like 18-ish. I hadn't quite come out. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll play the, I'll cosplay this character from this anime who who presents femme. Haha, wouldn't it be funny if in the group cosplay I played that character? And, you know, it it was over, not sized properly and stuffed with socks, and it was just a thing that from then on I owned. I think I think I still own it somewhere. I was fat enough that I didn't have to stuff my brows. Yeah, I, 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 I was flat chested as the day I was born. Well, that's because you've never got particularly tubby mouth. No, but um, yeah, it it was one of those things that was just. I don't remember how I felt about it because it was all drowned in the ha ha ha. Isn't this a joke? I just was really comfortable in mine. It wasn't. Yeah. I would just like wear it under, yeah. like just a t-shirt. Yeah. That's it. I have a bra. I have to wait until everyone's gone out. Yeah. Or gone on holiday before I can wash it. But I own a bra. Yeah. I mean, I for a while I just I just sort of owned it, and there was like the bit of the back of my head that was like, you could return that. Or, like, you could just own a bra. I mean, people own bras, right? Indeed. People do own bras. Right. <laughs> uh, Becky Twohill. Hi, Becky. Love you. Hi, Becky. Love you. Ask, if you kiss Laura's cutie snoot, <sighs> does she squeak? Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Sane asks, what's that coming over the hill? Uh, I'm not sure, but it... Do you reckon it could be a monster? No, I mean let's not be too judgmental. It doesn't. It's not wearing any like Tory attire. <laughs> What's that coming? Doesn't out? look like it's coming to privatise the NHS. <laughs> it's just an unusual creature. Yeah, it's just just a friend we haven't met yet. What's that coming over the hill? Is it an unusual creature? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. Hopefully, it will wear a mask. Yes. Yeah. And wash its paws. <laughs> and those incredibly huge claws. <laughs> Distracting myself now. Hi, Drob. Hi, Drob. Drob asks, is soup a food or a drink? Why not both? Uh, it is a food that you can drink. It is. A drinkable it, food. It is a drink that you can eat. I think it comes under food, but it yeah. can be drunk. Yeah. I've I, heard people describe thick milkshakes as food, so... I, I wouldn't go, I'm really thirsty, can I have a glass of soup? Oh, I could really go with soup. Yeah, I'm I'm real parched. I'm real parched. Could I have some soup? It's a hot summer's day. I'm really, really thirsty. Very dehydrated. I'm yeah. just gonna chug a cor- I, I, coriander. I I will have like a bowl of soup and a glass of water because they serve different purposes. One of them is my meal. One of them is the drink that will quench my thirst. Tricky asks, "Is that all the questions?" No, Tricky. There are two more questions. <sighs> Fancy Wookie asks, why can't Riker sit in chairs correctly? Odd masculinity power moves, secretly bisexual, or just a bad case of space hemorrhoids? You, you beat me to it, because I was about to suggest secretly bisexual, because as has been proven many a time... He will fuck anyone. Yeah, he will fuck anyone, and uh, it is commonly held internet belief that bisexual people cannot sit properly in a chair. I can't sit straight. Ha 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 ha. Larry asks... What piece of technology, hardware or soft software, do you all hate using the most? Oh, do you have an answer for this already? No, I don't. Ah, uh, technology that I hate using. 
Telephones? Like for oh. their intended purpose? Yeah, telephones to actually do a phone call is a big one. Mm. I don't I don't like that. No thank you. No thank you. Can can we do away with that technology? Yeah. Can everything be text based messages only, please? Super play. Emails and texts and interactive order screens. Allow my brain that little bit of extra editing time that yep. it gets when writing things down. Exactly. That doesn't mean to say I don't get autocorrected to fuck all the time. Oh, yeah. But, like, better than being on the phone. And so, to <laughs> later on ask, answer Tricky's question. Is that all the questions? That, this time, is all the questions. Well, then, time for this. Oh. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors? Yeah. All right, Barry. All right, Barry. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. You know, a bit worried about the fact I'm going back in the office next week. Oh, goodness, goodness. I, I hope it goes as smoothly as it can. It is not a pleasant thought. Uh, I'll be honest, I am shitting myself, mate. But, oh, uh, goodness. That's capitalism for you. I have no choice. That is indeed capitalism for you, and that is a real shame. Oh. Uh, you uh, you been up too much? Oh, uh, you know, I've been thinking about stuff, as yeah. one does, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, I've... Uh, oh. I was in. I was in the. Uh, I was in one of the supermarkets the other day. You know, yeah. doing my every now and then. You got to do it the the, the weekly shop and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously you go at the quietest time of day. But still. exactly, you do what you can. But uh, yeah, I, I saw someone just being a bit aggy to staff. You know oh. how it is. Being like, oh, why you why you got all these signs up t- telling me that I'm supposed to be wearing a mask? Why you uh, supposed to be wearing a mask? Oh, why, why are you trying to tell me to follow arrows? Uh, and for the sake of uh, yourself and other people, you e- scum. Exactly, exactly. But, like, I've equally seen uh, online, you know, some hate being thrown at people working in shops who haven't been wearing masks. And I think it all falls under a very similar uh, thing I've been thinking about, which is don't be mad at, like, entry-level people working in shops or businesses uh, for policies that a company has, because those people generally have zero say in what's going on. As someone who has worked in retail, even at a management level, I can tell you that that is the case. Exactly. Like, don't shout at a store worker for the prices. They don't set the prices. Yeah. Don't have a go at them because, you know, there's stickers on the floor telling which direction it go. Someone in corporate sent those. Those are all corporate decisions. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the, the people not wearing masks on the checkout, probably they were told by management they're not allowed to wear them. Yeah, there's know. plenty of shops where they're just saying you're not allowed to wear a mask because it's not as personal. Exactly. Yeah, but, but sharing germs is a bit too personal for my life. Exactly, you know, exactly. And it's just as a general rule of thumb, you know, be be nice to to, to individuals working in, in businesses because usually they have zero say on the big top level things you're upset about. They've got no say, they've got no power, they're probably forced to work shit hours for almost no money. Exactly. Give them a fucking break. Exactly. Just have a bit of compassion and go, look, it's ain't, this isn't your fault. I'm going to try and let you have as smooth a shift as you can have because it's yeah. really not your fault that X, Y, and Z is happening. Yeah, look, if they've run out of something on the shelf, you know, there's probably an algorithm on a computer somewhere that decided it wasn't time to restock. Probably the individual had no ability to physically order more. Or it's in, just or... been a really busy day. Yeah. Or just they haven't had a chance to get stuff out on the shelves because they've been doing other things because there's a million things that need to be done at once. Yeah, you know, working in a shop is bloody hard work, especially on the busier days of the week, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in food retail, certainly, you know, that stuff gets blazed through pretty quick because people want it as much as you do. Yeah. At the same time, the 
it is a corporate decision that they run on this like very close to the line because they don't have like proper warehouse space it gets it comes in on a truck it goes straight out on the shop floor as fast as possible yeah because that saves some space and that's what how they want to do it you know that is a corporate decision yeah virtual lock mate virtual lock yeah uh. <sighs> do you remember real hugs oh what a, what a concept yeah I had a dream about one the other day. It was quite yeah. quite nice. Nice, nice. Oh, <sighs> speaking of dreaming, I think I might uh, head to bed, mate. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for a bit of a nap or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, sleep well, mate. Yeah, we'll do, you too. Yeah. So, Laura? Yes? Where can we find you on the internet? Laura Buzz in all the places. Twitter. Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills, if you can chuck as little as a dollar a month over on Patreon. That is how I get to do this full-time and and make all the things. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific, I stream on Twitch. The most stream uh, recent stream I will have done at the time of listening is I will have streamed through uh, Tell Me Why, which is Don't Nod's new game. That'll probably be vodded and put up on YouTube, youtube.com slash laurakbuzz, where every Friday I upload episodes of Access Ability, which is a show where I talk about the video game industry and how we can help more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play. I will soon have a video about Tell Me Why, most likely, because it's got a trans character in it. And I'm going to talk about that. Mm. Other than that, I've got books. Uncomfortable Labels. It's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It's available where books are sold or as an audiobook at laurakbuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a silly and serious coffee table book with a bunch of illustrations in it, a bunch of developer interviews, a bunch of guest critics. Basically, just reviewing the butts of video game characters is coming out on February 4th, 2021. I'm real excited for that to get into people's hands. It's gone to the printers. It it probably, pages of it exist somewhere in the world, <laughs> other than on that pile near my desk. That's a good pile. Yeah. Uh, there's also Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cisgender people's just positive, affirming, nice stories of things that, that make them feel good about their identities. Which you sent to the publisher today. Yeah, literally today I sent a finished manuscript to my publisher. It's been less than two months and I have done a whole a whole book has been done uh, about a third of the book is things that I've written and about two thirds are people who I've hand selected and done a bunch of editing and been like I really like that story I want to put that in a book well well done to you and to all your contributors indeed so many wonderful people involved Jane you're, you're in that I am in the book yeah, yeah. I, I bought a copy on Unbound so I get my name in the back ah oh, heck but you also get your name in the middle where where your, your <laughs> story is. You you gamed the system, Jay. Game the system. Yeah, I'm getting twice as many names in here. <laughs> um other than that, there's Pixel Square. It's a video game porn review podcast. I do that with Mari and Stacy from Geek Remix. Lovely. We upload the episodes, they go on the Geek Remix podcast feed. They also go on Pornhub if you want to see the porn while we talk about the porn. There's also Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each season is a self contained story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven. There's Podquisition, where, the, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. And I do a podcast with you that isn't this one. Me. Yeah. Me. Do you want, what do you do? Uh, we, we do polyarmory together. We do do polyarmory together. It's a edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Yeah, we are... I think 
we're we're on like next year's worth of podcast. We recorded a lot of episodes of that show because we record weekly, but we only put them up fortnightly <laughs> so that we have time to edit. Indeed, because life is very busy right now. Uh, yeah, uh, that is lots of fun. We do that with Becky Twohill and the Nick Flair, and occasionally have guests. Ooh. Uh, next episode of that should have gone up the day before this. So I need to get editing that. <laughs> We are also, we, we do this together. Uh, I can be found on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and Redbubble. I have t-shirts. You can buy funky t-shirts with my designs on. Like, you must be at least this tall to ride the looming mistress. Yeah. Vitally important information. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Most important thing to remember is my Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. I do appreciate for as little as a dollar a month you can help me justify a 70 hour work week. For ten dollars or more a month you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Ooh. That usually goes up on a Wednesday night or a Thursday morning UK time. Yeah. So if you just can't wait, there is that option. Yeah. All of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Laura. Yes. Will you sing us out, darling? Well, until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.